Welcome to the Closing Culture Podcast. I am your host, Sean Slaughter, real estate agent and investor. This real estate podcast goes on top of the roof, behind the wall, and under the flow to show you how real estate really works. So I've been on the socials lately, just scrolling like most of us do. And one thing that I've been seeing lately is people, real estate investors in particular, talking about how your home is not an asset. It's a liability. And I understand where they're coming from. I understand what they're saying, but I think what they're saying is misleading because they're not being very clear in what their strategy is and what the everyday person's strategy is. And of course, on this podcast, this is real estate for the everyday person. And so I'm talking to the everyday person that wants to know about real estate. So one of the posts that I saw said that real estate is not an asset because, well, they said real estate is not an asset. It's a liability because you don't make money from it. And what they meant was when you buy a home, you move into it, start paying a mortgage, right? You accumulate debt you start paying that debt down for that mortgage. And so let me kind of talk from their perspective just to show you what they mean. And so let me kind of talk from their perspective to show you what they mean and to kind of show you why they're a little misleading. I'm not saying that they're incorrect. They're just misleading because everybody has different real estate strategies. And if you're not a, well, let me put it this way. If you are a real estate investor where you're trying to buy multiple properties and different things like that, then what they're saying makes sense. But I'm talking to the everyday person that is trying to buy a home and live in it and have an asset that they can pass down to their kids or their kids' kids that they can hold on to and uh, sell, you know, downsize, put that money in retirement, whatever. So most of these guys do not believe that it's an asset because you can't rent it out. All right. And most real estate investors like myself, I have two real estate properties. They're correct in that sense. I'm buying these properties so that I can create cash flow. I want somebody to move into the property. I want them to pay their mortgage. Uh, excuse me. I want them to pay my mortgage. And the additional money that's left over from the rent that they're paying me, that's paying my mortgage, I'll use to, you know, pocket. And I'm getting cash flow. So yes, if you buy a house as an investor and your goal is to build up a portfolio, which is my goal, to build up a portfolio of homes that are cash flowing, that are making money for you, where you're not paying the mortgage, then yes, what they are saying is correct. But the reality is most Americans or most people in general that are buying a house are not looking to create a real estate portfolio. So their greatest asset is their home. And I'm doing the same with my home. I'm doing both strategies. I am investing in properties that I can rent out and create cash flow. But I'm also, I also have bought a property that 15, 20 years from now, I'm going to sell. My mortgage will be way, way low. It might even be zero. 
And when I do sell that house, I will take that money. I will use it towards my retirement. Um, you know, I may, you know, help my kids in, in an investment if they need it. You know, they'll be old by then. I got two girls. They'll be old and older, married families, possibly. But that's what I mean that it's a great investment for the everyday person because there's nothing in your life, not even stocks, not bonds. There's nothing in your life that you can say, I'm going to purchase, I'm going to hold on to. And when I sell, I can sell for $100,000. There's a family right now that is um, going through a divorce that I'm helping and they have a few properties and they've held on to their properties, I don't know, 15 years. And when they cash out those properties and they sell those properties, and of course they'll have to divide the proceeds. But when they cash out on those properties, they're going to make about $350,000. Excuse me, about $400,000 from selling these properties. There's no other thing that you can do as a regular everyday person. I'm not talking about your Elon Musk's I'm not talking about your Steve Jobs. I'm not talking about, you know, the folks that are putting these posts up and they, you know, have 350 properties and things like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the everyday person. There's nothing in your life that you'll be able to purchase and then towards retirement age, sell and cash out to that great of an extent. So that's why I say buying a home is a great investment. Number one, your home steadily increases in value year over year. A house that you have today is not worth what it was 10 years ago, definitely not 20 years ago, and definitely not 30 years ago. Imagine you bought a house back in, well, I'll tell you my story. I bought a house uh, here in Virginia when I left New York. I moved here in 2002. At the end of 2002, December, I bought a house for my family. Me and my wife bought a house. House was $99,000. Now we're 11 years later, and that house is now worth $215,000. We did refinance the house. But even still that we refinanced the house, I think we only have maybe $115,000 left. So I have $100,000 of value in that house. And if I never refinanced it, that would be greater. I probably would have $150,000 of equity in that house. There's nothing that I have today. There's no asset that I have today that I can sell that would give me $150,000 in my pocket. Do you? There's no exclusive pair of Jordans. There's no old-timey classic cars. And even if there is, those things are not things that the everyday person has access to. So your home is going to increase in value year over year. You got to take care of your house, right? Just like any investment, you know, people buy these rare Jordans for, you know, $2,000. You can't put the Jordans on, walk around the mud, and then try to sell them on eBay. No, you got to take care of the Jordans. You probably don't wear them. You put them in a case, you put them away. So that when you sell them, they're in mint condition. The same thing as a house. The better you take care of your house, 
keep it clean, painted, updated, the more it'll grow as an investment. The house that I'm in right now, I actually bought, and these folks, this house was built in 2001. We bought this house in 2021. So the house is 20 years old. The folks that lived in this house didn't do anything. <laughs> Honestly, they might've painted, but it had the same chandeliers, the same carpet, it had the same refrigerator from 2001. And um, now they refinanced a whole bunch of times. So I think they only made 50 grand in cash uh, when they sold the house, I believe. But if they didn't refinance, uh, they probably would have made, I don't know, a smooth 150, 175, 175,000 in returns. So that's the first thing. Number two, it's an asset you can pass down to your children. This is why it's a great investment. Again, there are very few things that the everyday person can do to give their kids either a house or a lump sum of cash. Imagine you're 75 years old and you bought a house when you were 30 something. You've paid down the mortgage, the mortgage is paid off. Now you own the house. House is 300, 400, 500, six, seven hundred thousand dollars. And you pass that down to your children. And now they can take that and get a jump start on life. They can take it and live in it, save money in a mortgage. They can sell it and use it to buy a new house with a big chunk of money. They can take it, sell it. Sure, they want to rent and they can put it away in savings. They can invest it in stocks. Like you really are giving them a jump, a head start into life. Or you can sell that house. One of the things that me and my wife plan on doing is selling our house and putting our money, putting that money as part of our retirement. That's going to be a piece of our retirement money in addition to the investment portfolio. So our house is not cash flowing for us now, but it is increasing in value. Our house has value because of the equity that's in it. Just because something is not making you cash does not mean that you do not have money. Does not mean that that investment is not making money. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are billionaires on paper. It's not that they have billions of dollars in cash. It's that their companies are worth billions of dollars. So when they sell their companies and they sell their shares, then they'll cash out. And their goal is to build their companies bigger and bigger and bigger so that further and further and further down the road, their company just gets more valuable and more valuable and more valuable, which increases their equity and their equity and their equity in their company so that by the time they cash out, they can be worth, you know, a trillion dollars or whatever, right? So sometimes your money, a lot of times when it comes to some of these rich folks, their money is tied up in their assets, right? Not in cash, but in their net worth. In the same way as everyday people, we need to get into that game. We need to stop thinking about how much money can I make year over year by salary. That's cool. But we need to say, how many assets can I accumulate that will increase in value so that 20 to 30 games from 20 to 30 years from now, I can cash that out and, you know, use that money for whatever. I'm talking about the long game, y'all, the long game investment for regular folks. Lastly, and I'll end with this. This is one of my favorite reasons that I think that buying a home is a great investment. Number three, 
It's one of the most intimate places family and friends can come together for enjoyment. You know, some families, and, and mine included, only come together when there's a funeral, right? Something bad happens, something tragic happens. But one of the most beautiful things is that you ever have like a, a, a coworker that you work with at your job and y'all are really, really cool. Y'all usually hang out together, you know, at your job, communicate uh, more often than you communicate with others. And you have this friend, right? But then if you never invite that person to your home and you just kind of keep them as a work friend, when you leave that job, you might still be cool with them, but I guarantee this happened to me. I guarantee you, you ain't going to talk to them as often because they're more of a work friend. That's fine. But when you cross that barrier, that invisible line from work friend to friend, it's most likely because you've invited them into your home and a number of times and you shared a meal with them. There's something different about sharing a meal with somebody in your home than going out to lunch or dinner with them. And so having a home that represents you, represents your vision, represents your family's vision, represents what you guys are about is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Having your kids grow up in a home, you know, I love how my kids, um, you know, with our first home is a three bedroom, two bathroom, the, the 99,000 home, home I told you that I bought. And uh, we live in a little cul-de-sac. And so my kids talk about like growing up at that home, right? They talk about the friends that they have. They talk about playing in the backyard, the experiences with the neighbors. There's just something different about a kid's experience when it comes to growing up in a home. Now, me and my wife grew up in the projects, right? We grew up in, in the hood, project buildings and apartment buildings. And um, I think I was maybe in fifth grade when my parents bought their well, they, yeah, they bought their first, their first home and they actually got foreclosed on that home because they weren't the best with money, but, um, living at that home was a little different than living in the apartment buildings that we came from. And it just creates more memories. We had a yard, lived in the neighborhood. Um, the neighborhood was pretty decent. The, the, now mind you. <laughs> The home was literally right next, right next to. Uh, I was in Queens, New York, and the home was literally right next to the Long Island Railroad. Like I can look out my window and throw a rock and hit the railroad tracks. And so, ding, 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 ding. You would hear that all the time, but you know, we got the home for cheap because of that. And the home was wood and had a lot of splinters and paneling, and so you really couldn't wear. You you had to walk around the house with like flip flops. Or sandals or something like that, or or sneakers. You couldn't walk around the house barefoot, or you would get splinters. Nevertheless, right? I remember my room, uh, the privacy that I had. It was just different than living in an apartment. You know what I'm saying? Especially as a family, more privacy. I don't know. It was, it was just it was different, and I appreciated that. And so, um, it's an intimate place for family to come together. It's an intimate place for friends to come together, relatives. Can come over for Thanksgiving. A lot of my first time home buyers, when they're buying homes, you know, one of the things they talk about is we need enough space for Thanksgiving because we want to have Thanksgiving at our house, right? Just something special about people coming up to your house. And um, even though you're going to fight and argue, <laughs> there's still, still something special about it, right? All right. So that's why I think a home is a great investment. That's why I think it has 
Um, so much value. I didn't even talk about environment. The environment is different living in a home when you own that home than when you're living in an apartment building or even when you're renting a home. All right. We rented a home for two years and uh, it just felt different. It didn't, I didn't feel like I owned it. You know, I felt like I was on somebody else's property because I was. And there's something different in ownership. And you know this, like when you work at a job, it's different when you're told what to do every single minute, every single day. Then when you have ownership over your job and you have creativity and you have input and a home gives you that feeling that gives you, I think, one of the greatest feelings of ownership. I own something that is mine that I can put my creativity and I can put my stamp on. So that's it, folks. Thanks so much for listening. This is Closing Culture. 